Ring are on a mission to make the home install market a bit better for installers and their customers. Introducing Ring X-Line. With six exclusive bundles available via AWE only to X-Line accredited dealers, X-Line combines world-leading security products with a lifetime Ring Protect subscription and an extended four-year limited warranty, all for a one-off cost. To find out more, visit connect.awe-europe.com forward slash X-Line. Let the pros lend a hand. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the home integration community for the home integration community. My name is Jeff Hayward, and in this episode, we're talking home technology integrators and electrical contractors. Where are the overlaps and what are the points of difference? Where and why are there conflicts? And how can the two professions both succeed in the connected home space and benefit each other? Welcome to The Integrated Home. DBM delivers experiences that go beyond the ordinary and suspend reality. From powerful loudspeakers and state-of-the-art projection systems to acoustic treatment and screens, DBM partners with pioneering brands including Barco Residential, Complete Acoustic Treatment Systems, Display Technologies, Waterfall Audio and Meridian Audio to give you the very best high-performance products for your home cinema projects. Like you, we're committed to achieving excellence. Visit distributedbym.com to find out more. Today, we're joined by Gabby Hughes from EJ Fire, a CI integrator who started out and trained to be a qualified electrician but has made the big step into CI, and Andrew Royal from Eclectic Home Technology a CI integrator through and through. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Hi, Jeff. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. So, uh, Andrew, do you want to just tell me a bit more about you and your business and how you got to where you are? Sure. So I've been sort of kicking about this industry since the um, since the early noughties and um, worked for some big integrators and some big manufacturers. And, uh, and recently, I say recently, it was several years ago now, um, formed my own company and we were a, a boutique um, systems integrator. We specialize in high-end residential and, um, and marine work. So we have a, an interesting business and um, that uh, we also, I suppose, work quite heavily on the network security side of things and have, have seen that as a, a focus area so um amongst also you know the music systems the television systems that sort of um that hyper secure um networking has become sort of a bit of a calling card for us so uh, anything that moves integration you're the man absolutely excellent and gabby i just described you as making that journey from electrical into ci uh, do you want to tell us a bit more about your background and and your journey yeah, early on I started off in um, working for an AV museum, so I was uh, in charge of all the tech there. This was going back a long way. Um, from that, I went and went completely different direction, trained up as a qualified electrician, and um, that's what I've done for 20 odd years. Uh, and it's only the last, I would say, three or four years I've sort of gone back to AV, even though I've been interested in it and it's always been my hobby. It's only now I've, I've decided to go into it in a professional way. 
And how's that working out for you? You're doing doing lots of travelling, from what I can gather. Yeah, um, at the moment it's, uh, it's involving a lot of travel. Um, it's a little bit quiet in Wales, um, and as a quite a new integrator as such, um, I haven't got that client base um, quite yet. So uh, I'm having to to go out for work and experience. But I guess in Wales, it'll be there'll be a big second home market when uh, when people are travelling and feel more confident and comfortable about travelling in the future. Yeah, I think it's quite it's a very seasonal thing around here. Uh, I think having missed the um, the start of the season back in March and April, um, that was a big blow. But um, so I think it's really all eyes now on next year for me. Okay, good stuff. Uh, let let's start with you again Gabby because what's your take on on electricians and where they are in terms of working in the CI space at the moment? Um, I think there's obviously a, a big interest and a big uptake in electricians wanting to get into CI. Um, I think that um, it's, uh, it's a big step for any electrician to make. There's so much to learn. Um, I think there's there are people who are really technically minded who are trying to make that step. And there's people who are just purely electricians, but just have a genuine interest. And they're looking at ways of how they can step into that side of the industry. And with technology becoming ever more prevalent, it is no reason that uh, it's becoming more attractive, is it? Yeah, I think uh, with the advent of the internet of things and there's so many more mainstream uh, integration uh, manufacturers out there now. Um, it's it's becoming more of a day-to-day -day thing for so many people, whereas years and years ago, it would be very niche. And Andrew, I guess the perspective that you've got is, is where it did used to be quite a niche industry that, that CI represented, but but now it is becoming a bit more mainstream and, and you're seeing more electricians in treading on your your space. Well, absolutely. And that, you know, that when we first started this, it was a, a very much a dark art that nobody wanted to be involved with and that was left to those sort of geeky guys with their laptops and screwdrivers. Um, and of course, what we've seen is that, that, that it's not as dark an art as it originally was or that we made out 20 years ago. Uh, however, that you know that, that there are there's you know that and at risk of generalising, um, there are a number of electricians that do a really really good job. There's a number of electricians that still look at this as a dark art. There's a number of electricians that see this as a um, a means to a quick and easy buck, and um, that you know we get to meet all of them across the sites that we work on. And um, I suppose that each requires a different sort of management. And um, I've got sort of a sort of a slightly, uh, I suppose, more interesting or invested take on this, in that um, that actually I use electricians um, to do a lot of my AV work. Um, so I'm used to working with, I suppose, the AV engineers to do the very very geeky um and the, the the bleeding edge of what we do and the technical of what we do um but also i use you know i use electricians uh and i use electricians to do the things that uh, and to solve the problems proactively on site that my av guys may not be able to do so so it's very very simple on site when you go to hang a television the socket's not in the right place 
And if it was just an AV guide that I was using, um, you know, we go to the site foreman and say the socket's not where we ask it to be. And they say, okay, we'll get the electrician in and then we move it and 48 hours later, the TV's still not on the wall. Whereas if I've got an electrician on site um, to do those works for me, um, I can go to the site form and say, you know, PowerPoint's not in the right place. Uh, are you happy that my guy moves it? Um, and nine times out of 10, they are. And we move the socket, uh, we hang the television and we get it done when we said that we were going to do it without any latency and without creating problems for people down the line. And that additional efficiency works really, really well um, on site and for, for me to deliver my project. So, you know, that I, I understand the values and the benefits. And when we've got particularly technical televisions to hang, uh, there's no one better to hang a television actually than a carpenter. Um, and so, you know, we use trades, uh, we use trades to do sort of, I suppose, traditional um, integrated works where we can get a better result by using those trades. Um, however, there's still, you know, there's no replacement for time and experience and understanding. And, you know, these are complex systems that we install and that understanding them end to end makes particularly troubleshooting and problem solving significantly easier. Having said that, there's, you know, there is a trade that can probably do a better job than what an AV guy can do in some instances at the time of installation. Yeah, that's interesting what Andrew says, Gabby, you know, there is a lot of overlap and, and, and it's unrealistic of electricians on the one hand or CI people on the other to think that they inhabit this silo of protected, it's only our job, we, only us can do this, right? I mean, you must find that. Yeah, I think as a custom installer, I think, yeah, you've got to have a broad knowledge of all the areas but you're never uh, realistically gonna have specialist knowledge in all of those separate areas. Um, and it's just about project managing then, I think, depending on what each project requires. So there's always an element of, you're never gonna get one person doing everything to a, to a super high level. You, you're gonna have to bring people in to, um, that will, have their own specialities in in their own fields so it's really it's about recognizing the strengths of each profession working together to get the best result i mean ultimately that's the thing isn't it it's all about getting the best result for the client at the end of the day isn't it absolutely i think that um there's no harm in people wanting to to learn expand their knowledge and do new things um, but it's just about knowing where your limits are and um, uh, and that's I don't think that's a bad thing I think that only is that's, that's only a good thing in the long term uh, for your clients and so what do you think are the risks Andrew for the electrician who doesn't quite have the the right sort of integrated skill sets I think that the the biggest single thing that that an electrician coming into our world may sort of may not immediately understand is that actually all integration companies run 24 hours a day seven days a week uh, after the project has finished and that we have clients that are reasonable and clients that are unreasonable but all of them have something along the way that they need to call us about to rectify 
and that we don't have a sort of a you know it's not a nine to five or a eight to four job per se we have a 24 7 job and that, that our companies provide that service and that backup so that our clients systems are always running and if you're used to sort of coming in at the start of a project doing your works and finishing at the end of the project and then occasionally coming in for a little bit of reactive maintenance um, if at all uh, that that's an entirely different business model i think that the other thing is that that because of the nature of the systems that we install and how sort of complex they are and even the simplest systems are sort of complex in the the, the back is that our clients also when they call us at midnight with a problem they're not particularly good at telling us what the actual problem is they'll tell us what the symptoms are and we need to from the symptoms diagnose what the actual problem is and you know that nine times out of ten that you know um, my Crestron doesn't work and well you know what part of that's not working it's not controlling my lights okay are your you know uh, are your lights working on the keypad yes they are okay well we've got a communications issue between one box and another box um, you don't have a problem with the Crestron per se and you don't have a problem with the, the lighting system per se there's something in the glue of that in the middle but what you know the the problem that we presented with and the symptom that we presented with isn't actually how we solve that problem and so one has to you know that there's a depth and a breadth and an understanding of of these systems end to end that is required in order to provide the support that's expected for the systems that we install what do you think about that gabby is it andrew got a point yeah there? listening definitely listening to that i can just hear so many parallels I think it's a misconception to think that the electrical industry don't get calls in, in during the night and you don't get unreasonable customers and maybe the customers can't really portray exactly what the issues that they're seeing um, are and how and, and how they sort of explain them to you. Um, it's very, very, if I take my CI hat off, it's very familiar from my uh, days as an electrician, as a fire alarm engineer, I just think there's um, there's different areas of every industry and maybe if you're an electrician who is just installing uh, and wiring new houses maybe that side yes you wouldn't that is perhaps more a uh, an eight or five uh, and you're not gonna sort of get called out on on those kind of jobs um, but generally there's there is a, serv a massive service element in the electrical industry as well um, so I think it does uh, lend itself to uh, the CI but obviously the, the issues that you'll be experiencing uh, with CI and integration systems are completely different and to be able to sort of solve and diagnose those uh, takes time takes lots of um, effort learning knowledge education and that doesn't happen overnight and experience, I guess, as well, because uh, let's face it, you know, manufacturers are great on their own products, but as soon as you start integrating one product with another, that's when it can all sort of go to pot. And, and there aren't exactly manuals to help you get through that, are there? And I think like the, uh, the one thing I've learned uh, in my short time in the CI industry is the, 
the thing that breaks things more, most often is updates and the manufacturer is very good at pushing updates which which they like to to break our integrations but uh, so yeah it's just it's just about knowing where to look and i think experience does tell you uh, a lot um as the more you the more you do it you get the better you get at it as with anything uh, and what's been what's been a real help for you going into integration with that electrical background yeah there's obvious things like your your electrical knowledge does come in in handy especially when you do diagnosing electrical faults and uh, system faults in that respect but um the technical side of it and the logical side um we don't really sort of get that education in the electrical uh education such as city and girls uh, and i think that that's something we could definitely improve on as an industry where, where do you think the uh the training takes people does it take them in the right direction andrew look i um you know that you look at at the German equivalent for um, an electrician, and they include a, a rather sizable KNX module. Um, so to become a, an electrician in Germany, you have to be able to do KNX. Um, and that if you can do that to that sort of level, uh, it opens up the doors for understanding an awful lot more about what we do. And so um, the fact that we don't do that, uh, I see as a sort of a, a shortcoming. And it means that even if you never ever use that, you know, that, that, that education, it gives you an understanding and it gives you a background flavor to apply to a multitude of different systems. And that certainly when, you know, that when we're working with site electricians, um, those that are, have an understanding and those that have worked with these sorts of systems before and understand the pain points themselves, are infinitely better at helping us you know through the process uh, and their their first fix wiring for example is better their um their cable isolation is better their understanding that when changes are made in a meeting that we're not attending that involves a system that we may be communicating to and that you know, um, the, the, the ramifications to everybody else in the room may not be immediately apparent, um, but their ability to put their hand up and go, you might need to talk to these guys about that because that has a, ram you know, that has a, a follow-on effect there is sort of, I suppose, really invaluable. And so I would say that from a training point of view, um, you know, that, 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 you know, that, that getting some of what we do and you know that, that knx module for the germans is a fantastic starting point um getting that into that you know electrical apprenticeship scheme uh, is never going to be a bad thing for electricians or for integrators what about that gabby does does smart home get treated as part of an electrical apprenticeship or is that a big sort of black hole at the moment yeah, I don't think it gets treated as part of an electrical apprenticeship. Um, I think we're so far behind. I, if you look at where we've come from in the last 10 years from an electrical installation, it'd be quite a rarity really to have any sort of um, control system, um, just generally. Uh, whereas now you've got all sorts of logic devices, even if they are things like Google Home, Alexa, it's, and there's all these things, which is now all these Internet of Things devices, which are, are now integrating with those products and those are mainstream. And you find those in 
so many houses and they just form part of an electrical installation. So to think that the city and girls or whoever the um, education standards are these days would not include some kind of formal module on smart devices. Um, it's uh, I think we've, we've sort of fallen a little bit behind and I think we could do a little bit more with that and just to add to that since I've joined Cedia there's so many courses which is available there which I found so useful uh, in terms of wiring smart homes and a, a, a lot of the time it's electricians who are wiring smart homes but we just don't as an electrician speaking we don't get um, access to a lot of this information or we don't get taught it yeah the information can be there but just to have it in some sort of formal setting and i know cj are doing a lot of work there but i think it could be sort of brought into the mainstream and like uh, andrew saying just even if there was a, a module uh, a block of eight weeks or, or or however long just dedicated to smart home and and I think it would benefit the two industries. Well, there is that CDA smart home technician city and guilds, but that sits outside of anything you might find if you're training to be an electrician, right? If you were um, going through your electrical apprenticeship, um, your, your employer, I don't think, would um, be too keen. Not all employers are not uh, talking about it, but majority of employers would just want you to get qualified they're allowing you to go and do your your apprenticeship to be an electrician and they'd expect everything that you need to know to be within that um formal qualification i think that's part of the problem don't you andrew that the sort of training is seen as a cost not an investment well absolutely and um and you know what that um there's a, a number of of CDA engineers and a number of CDA courses um, that you know the two should meet as well. Um, so you know we are as guilty of that as um, as the electrical trade is. I think the um, I think the, the the biggest difference is that anything in our world, um, you sort of you have to go to to CDA for the training, and so that it you know you're going there anyway, and that you can form your own specialisation through that. Um, whereas in the electrical world, it's a very prescribed process, you know, to go through the apprenticeship, you need to tick off these standard modules. And at the end of it, you'll get a rubber stamp is, you know, good, bad or, you know, dangerous. And um, that, you know, that, 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 that lack of flexibility on the electrician side means that they're unlikely to find, you know, I'm sure they exist, um, but owners of uh, electrical contract doors, um, that are willing to pay for their staff to do nice to do training as opposed to necessary to do training. Um, and then equally on that, you know, that, that on our side and on the senior side of things, um, that there is, there's nothing from the senior side that can train us to be an electrician. Um, so we have to, you know, if we want to go into that world, we have to sort of step out of that as well. And, you know, that there's clearly synergies between both industries and both worlds. Um, However, that there's there is a sort of a you know that they're both walled gardens, and um, that you know that, that breaking down some of that wall or putting a peephole at least through the two of them educationally, uh, I think is is something that that both areas should be looking at.
I think the the key difficulty is with this is that you can't educate experience and you can't educate holistic understanding across multiple platforms and multiple systems. And so that um that almost and you know that, that, that this is a, a, a raw train of thought, but almost there needs to be a seedier program to adopt an electrician. And that if you as an integrator adopted an electrician and that you were you know mentored or helped train or helped understand and that you knew that the synergy that you were going to get is that you were going to get a, an electrician that ultimately you'd helped out and the electrician knew that ultimately you were going to get taught you know the right way of doing things um you'd get a net end result where you know that i suppose everybody wins uh i think that um i think that there is also though and this is really the sort of that there is and you know that without tarring an entire industry with a brush there are lots and lots of electricians that see what the senior channel does um, as extraordinarily profitable because the numbers are extraordinarily large um, but you know the, the profitability is not necessarily you know um, commensurate with the the amounts of money that some of our systems cost um, but they see and that our job is easier than theirs uh, and that that those that are coming in for the you know this is an easy quick buck are particularly dangerous for both sides of the fence and that ultimately from a end user and the customer perspective um, makes it harder for all of us makes it harder for the electrical channel when they want to go in and do custom installation make it harder for the custom installation channel to do that because ultimately you've you've created a, a customer that tells their friends that this isn't um, this isn't the future this isn't anything that added value to their lives and that side of things I think is that perhaps the sort of the, the elephant in this particular room and I think that's why education is such like an important step because I'm not suggesting that every electrician should get a full um, education in custom install because it's absolutely impossible but it's just it's just, just so that they have like a, a broad knowledge of how it works and the issues that uh, you can come across um, but whichever way you look at it if you're sort of coming into the custom install industry you you can't just come into the custom in, custom install industry and expect it to be easy it takes so much work you have to work lots of hours because it's, it's it's just it's always evolving you've, you've just got to put time into it and you've got to put effort into it so if you think you're going to come into it and and just do um, a few weeks training then it, that's that's not the case um it, it's it's a lot of hard work but it's rewarding work if you want to put that effort in yeah go on do you want to describe some of the areas you've been doing recently gabby i i, I wouldn't like to do that no because <laughs> i might start crying <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the thing andrew isn't it you know people people look at you swanning onto site i mean not that you swan of course but no, it's you a know, swagger um <laughs> <laughs> but they look at you they look at you coming onto site and think you just turn up with your laptop do a few bits and, and walk off again and and that's all they that that is perceived to be done that correct and look that, that one of the things that doesn't help that perception is how much of what we can do 
off-site and all of the off-site programming, all of the off-site preparation. And so that, um, so that you know, that we're more efficient not on-site than we are on-site. So uh, we minimise the amount of time we spend on-site and maximise, or that and maximise the efficiency of the time that we spend off-site so that, yes, we can swan on to site, plug something in and um, plug something in and um, it sort of, you know, all things being equal, it all works. Uh, and what they won't have seen is the hours of program beforehand, the hours of, you know, sort of understanding the net result of when we connect that to that, the understanding and the testing that we've done that that particular cable with those particular ends at that particular length will net us a certifiable, you know, result. Um, and I, I think that's something that is difficult. It's a difficult sell, you know, that, that how do you sell to somebody and, you know, uh, or demonstrate and how does that become tangible to, you know, those on site and also ultimately those who pay our bills um, for the time that we're not seen working um, and that, that, you know, that, that, that uh, a custom installer delivering on site should almost be the, you know, that, that duck on the water analogy, you know, on the surface, everything is very calm and very simple and very straightforward. Under that surface, there's an awful lot going on. And that's the way that, you know, that, that certainly we strive to deliver our projects um, that, you know, that, that it appears like we, you know, have all of this um, completely under control and that it, you know, it goes in effortlessly uh, because of, I suppose, all of the work that we do beforehand and that all of the work that we do, you know, um, testing things, certifying things, pre-programming, working with our suppliers to understand where our problems might come from to understand the bear traps and the pitfalls of what we're doing and what we're talking about. And of course, we're still going to get caught out on any number of other problems along the way. Um, but, you know, that we've controlled as much as we can um, and we, you know, that, that so that we can deliver our solutions on the surface, you know, effortlessly. So what, what would your advice be, Andrew, to any any electrician attracted to the sort of uh, work you do, what would what would be your best advice to them if they want to get into it? Look, um, that it's a, a great place to be. Um, understand that it's a different animal to the animal that you've been sort of working with, and that there are different expectations, different timings, um, and then just to get as much knowledge as you can across as many different systems as you can and that there is no one single system solution that you can apply to every house that you ever work on um, you know there are some elements that you'll be able to carry over across all of your projects and there are some things that you can build efficiencies from um, but fundamentally you need to start each project with a clean sheet of paper and um, an understanding that the, the, the clients, the house, the client, their requirements, what's available today are all fed into that mix to mean that, you know, all of them are slightly different. I think that the other thing is that, um, that don't be afraid to befriend a friendly, seedier partner. Um, and that instead of going into somebody's house good enough to be dangerous, go in with a partner good enough to be good. 
Um, you know, and then we both win. The CDO channel wins, the electrical channel wins, and ultimately, and the most important person that wins is the end user. And that end users that are happy with what we do and with the systems that they're provided, provided refer you to more end users. Um, it's a really, really simple, um, you know, it's a really, really simple system. You know, do a really good job for somebody and they'll tell their friends about the really good job that you did for them and it percolates and continues onwards. If you, you know, and the, the, the number of houses that I visit and I get told, I don't like brand X or I don't like smart home systems. You go, okay, cool, let's just break that down. And it fundamentally comes from somebody on, you know, our side, your side, their side, whoever's side, somebody not doing their job properly and somebody, um, and so that, you know, the, the, the more that we can get away from that um, and the more that we can get into just doing a really good job that is appropriate for the client, um, the better we are and getting away from good enough to be dangerous. What would your advice be? I just think, um communication is key just between any electrician thinking of going into the industry or any electrician wanting to work with any custom installer uh, i think communication from the word go has to be there um you just see it quite often where the electrician will go in uh, especially if it's a separate uh, relationship they have with the client and you can go in afterwards and just yeah I don't need to say much more, but you can you can just get a lot of problems just from such a simple thing as just a lack of communication. Do you think do you think integrators are too protective of their world and they they ought to be more open, as Andrew suggests? I've not sort of felt that as you know you, you hear a lot of people talk, but um, it's not what I've experienced. I've so I think as long as you show that you're working hard, you're willing to learn. And you're willing to put that effort in. I think most uh, integrators um, are quite open. They want to share knowledge. I just think the concern uh, comes from um, certain areas where people might want to come in for the wrong reasons, as Andrew sort of alluded to earlier, where they want to just come in for the easy pickings and um, to not want to work hard and not wanted to deliver a, a good job and not want to provide that service afterwards but I think as long as you show that you're you know you're committed to what you what you're doing and you you're there for the right reasons I think that you know it's a very friendly industry it's good to know thanks both thanks very much thanks Jeff thank you AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com. Thank you, Gabby and Andrew, for your contributions today. Remember, we're available free on podcast platforms everywhere. If you're enjoying listening to what we have to say, then do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at IntHomePod, on Facebook and Instagram at Integrated HomePod, and on LinkedIn at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony, Ring, and distributed by Meridian. 
We are a Wildwood production. The Integrated Home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.